five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. You're listening to Tabletop and Beyond with your host, Justin. But before we get started, how was your geek week? And co-hosts, Dan and Jason. You have to be willing to let the dice help you tell the story. Okay, look, this year, I'm going to stop mispronouncing words. Join us as we cover board games to war games and beyond. And welcome back to Tabletop and Beyond. I am your host, Justin. This is the Talking Warhammer segment. I'm excited because we have a very special guest today to talk about Daughters of Cain. Probably the most appropriate person on uh, on here to talk about the Daughters of Cain. Uh, she is Little Marathi on Twitter, as you've seen her. She is a member of Team USA. And uh, I would dare venture she is probably uh, the maybe the witch hag herself. I, I'm not, I'm not sure, but welcome to the show, Marcella Hello. <laughs> uh, thanks Justin for having me. We are very excited to have you here. I was telling you before we got started that uh, I wanted to talk about Daughters of Cain ever since the book came out and who better to have on the show than you. I think you've got some great experiences to let us know just how good this faction is. Oh yeah. I can definitely tell you some tips and tricks. Uh, that I've learned over the last couple months in the new book. The real, the real question, Marcel, is are you going to tell us how to beat you? I'm going to try to, yeah. Okay, all right, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> that's great. Well, before we dive into that, uh, let's talk about your hobby table. What you working on right now? Um, so a couple months ago when the Avatar of Kane for 40K came out, I, I bought that. Um, oh, yeah. And so I just opened it a couple days ago, and I've been putting it on uh, the cauldron to use as either, like, the Slaughter Queen or the Hag Queen on cauldron. Um, yep. So I'm taking, like, all the heroes off the top and, like, converting uh, the top of the cauldron so the, the Avatar can sit on it. That is going to look rad. Yeah. How, how, how is the proportion for that, though? He's... Is it pretty good? Yeah, he's bigger than the normal avatar, so I have yeah. to, like, put his back foot on, like, the back of the cauldron, and then I'm going to put his front foot on, like, where, like, the pool of blood is. And then okay. he's he's got, like, drips of blood coming off of his hand, so I'm going to have that positioned, like, right over the cauldron, so it'll drip in. And then I think if I don't have the heroes on it, the size will be almost the same. It'll be a little bit taller than it should be, but that, that's fine. That will look extremely cool the first thought i had is like how in the heck are you going to transport that (laughs) (laughs) magnets right exactly it's got to be magnets uh but that sounds really really cool i i remember seeing that model when it came out for 40k thinking this looks really rad how would you use it in in age of sigmar and here you are telling us about that so yeah it's very good i've been like scraping like the symbols off of his armor to make it like look a little bit more simple and less like photo 40k but yeah. hopefully he'll fit in. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you'll be able to do that. That looks. Uh, that sounds awesome. I'm. I've just been painting a whole bunch of um, dread scythe heritans. Ooh, um, what are those? Is that from 40k? Uh, that no, these are uh, night haunt um, ghosty girls. Oh yes, those guys. Yeah. So they they are the ones that uh, negate wards. 
um, in the if you take the right faction um, within the book. So uh, I I played Night Hunt for quite a while, switched to Orcs for a little bit, and then came back with the new book. So I'm planning to bring my Night Hunt army back to the Nova Open uh, here in about a month. So I got to get these. I got to get about 40 models painted up, which isn't terrible, all things considered, right? It's true. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'll be remember... at Nova too, so I'll I'll meet you there. Oh, yeah, very good, very good. So, um, hopefully, uh, well, I don't know. We'll talk about the Night Hunt, uh, Night Hunt, uh, uh, Daughters of Cain matchup because I think that's an interesting one uh, that's out there. So, have you have you have you run into many Night Hunt players recently? I, I've seen them at events, and some of them are doing pretty good actually. Um, but I haven't played against the new book yet. Okay. Yeah, I feel like um, there was more Night Hunt players in uh, 2.0, and then we kind of all dwindled out a little bit, like as they got worse and worse as you know more things got updated, uh, and then like some of us came back with the book. I, I feel like I'm not seeing as many as there were like you know in 2018, 2019, uh, but uh, yeah, it'll be interesting, very interesting for sure. So, yeah, I just got to paint those up and, and get those ladies ready in my board, of course. Got to redo my board. It got destroyed at the other uh, – I, I took my board to Las Vegas Open, and so I had it on the plane, and by the time I got home, it was oh, just oh no. it was just destroyed. Did you have so, to check it, or did you take it, like, uh, with you in the cabin? Um, I packed it as carefully as I could in the suitcase, right? So, like, I had, like, my clothes, like, like packed around it to, like, protect it. But then the TSA got up in there and messed things around. Oh. And by the time I got home, I realized that they had, like, repacked it. And I'm putting air quotes in the greatest fashion I can oh, right that's now. that's heartbreaking. Right? Yeah, and I'm just like, well, there goes that. Um, it wasn't, like, the greatest display board, so I'm not, like, the like terribly heartbroken. But it was a lot of work right, right before the tournament, you know. So hmm. it's like, okay, well, that's right. So... It's it's okay. I've got some cool mausoleums that I painted up for um, Warcry, so I think I'm gonna incorporate some of those into the display board. Oh, nice! With the ghosts, yeah, I think it'll be good. So I just got to figure out my general motif for that, but yeah, it'll be pretty good. Uh, now I understand that you were at probably one of the biggest events of the year thus far, Summer Slaughter, this last weekend. Oh yeah, there was a uh, hundred and two people I think that came. Um, it sold out, and a bunch of people showed up. It was a lot of fun. Uh, people came from England, from the West Coast, from down south, all over. Now this is hosted by, if I'm not mistaken, the Basement War Gamers there in uh, outside of Philadelphia, right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah, the Phoenixville uh, crew. Uh, yeah, I think uh, they they host several other like little RTTs and and some you know other grand tournaments that they do. But the Summer Slaughter, I think, is their big one, and mm -hmm. I've heard only good things about it. Yeah, they had free unlimited beer, um, and they served hot food. That's amazing. <laughs> Prizes were good. Yeah, it was a fun event. Yeah, I. I saw some of the prize support that people were coming back with, and I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, that is absolutely amazing. So um, it's, great to, it's great to see that. Great to see oh, that. Oh, yeah. So how did, you, how did you do it the summer slot? Uh, I went 3-2, uh, which I thought was, okay. was pretty okay, considering my second round pairing was, was Bill Souza. Um, so that, that's a hard match, right? Um, 
because he's a very good player. Uh, he's the captain of the American team. Um, yep. So we had a really fun game. Uh, and uh, I, was, I was happy with how I played and, and the result. So right as the pandemic was coming down, right? This is So this is like mid to 2020. Uh, we were doing a whole bunch of like Age of Sigmar tournaments on um, on Tabletop Simulator. And I got matched up with Bill, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> let's do this. I Like, I think the game was over in 30 minutes. <laughs> like, it was, and I'm like, oh, I thought I had a pretty good list here. And he's like, yeah, it was, well, it was fun playing with you. <laughs> he's always so nice. <laughs> like, oh, he is. The, the real question I have for you, Marcella, is were you wearing your shirt? Oh, yeah, I wore my shirt, the, the double turn me daddy, that shirt. Uh, Chuck, Chuck yes. Moore sells them on his, uh, his website, and so I bought one, and I wore it the first day, and I I did get double turned that day, so it worked out. <laughs> uh, it I, I was wondering if you had all were also wearing the the uh, you know if you sues you lose. Uh, I wanted uh, to, which would have also been appropriate that during that day. I, I almost went back to the hotel to get that shirt after I lost to Bill Souza, but I there I didn't have time. <laughs> That that would have been so funny. You're just like, oh, here we go. <laughs> so um, you were running your daughters of Cain. So you had um, a second round matchup, which is a tough one against Bill. Um, you kind of hope that that's maybe your like fourth or fifth round, that's true. right? Yeah. Um. So uh, why don't you give us a rundown on how your each of your games went? What were your matchups like? How did they go? Uh, my first matchup uh, was against a super nice guy named David. Um. And he was playing, what was it? I think Nurgle. Okay. Um, let me see. Yeah, he played a Drowned Men list. Uh, so he had a Blowob and a Guo and a whole bunch of Blight Kings and a Beast of Nurgle. Oh, yeah. And he had the Purple Sun. Um, uh, it, was a, it was a pretty fun game. He said he only played, like, ten games of... Um, Sigmar before like coming to the event so he did pretty well considering uh but uh I think I got probably close to, to max score that game um it was over pretty quick yeah yeah I think uh with Nurgle and Daughters of Cain like that's a pretty good matchup for you um uh, just because of the Ren that you can put out and they don't have like a very deep save on a lot of their models. they don't they do have a five up ward though um which helped yeah, him a little bit, uh, but I think the Blight Kings are just so slow, and the Guo was so slow that I was able to kind of control the interactions and get into what I needed to, and then keep away from what I wanted to keep away from. Do you remember what uh, battle plan you were playing for that one? Yeah, I, I do not know. I don't remember That's the first fine. round. That's a <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's a okay. So. Uh, awesome. So uh, you a good matchup against Nurgle, and then obviously we know second round you matched up against Bill. What was Bill? He was playing, playing Fire Slayers. He had three of the Magma Drops, and he had like two or three little heroes on foot, and he had Hearthguard Berserkers and the Berserkers with the Sling Shields. Um, and as always, okay. he plays very well. Um, but uh. One of my, my my quirks, I would say, is I really like to destroy faction terrain. So I, I kind of was, like, seeing red when I saw his faction terrain, like, within <laughs> within reach. And so, like, there was, I think I won priority going into second, and I should have given it to him. 
um, if I had a chance at winning. But instead, I took it just so I could destroy his Fire Slayer pizza oven, which I did do. So I was happy. Nice. <laughs> now, is that a battle? I mean, and we'll probably get into this later, but is that a battle tactic is to destroy like a faction terrain for the It is not, no. It's purely for fun. Okay. All right. Just, yeah, just, just no more pizza for the Fire Slayers. <laughs> now, uh, I'm going to be honest that the three Magma Droth Fire Slayer list seems a little unusual. Like, that's normally I, you don't see three Magma Droths, right? Like, you see a bunch of like Hearthguard Berserkers yeah. and they're doing their rally stuff with the uh, with the Battlesmith and all that, but three Magma Droths, that's kind of. I'm, I'm not used to I've seen, that. I think, like, mostly Magma Drops. I think they have some way of making them battle line, perhaps. But I, I don't know that I've seen anyone uh -huh. else run three. Uh, Fire Slayers isn't, yeah. uh, it's still not popular, even with the new book. There's not a lot of people running it, unfortunately. Right. I think the aesthetic turns some people off, or they think they all look the same. Yeah, and I, I mean, I wonder with Fire Slayers, like... So, for example, with the with the Night Hunt book, there are so many options there. Same with the Nurgle book. Like you, you know, yes. there there's so many different builds that you can do, and uh, we'll see if like uh, we'll we'll talk about Dodgers of Cain and see if like they they have that same kind of option. I don't know that Fire Slayers has Not that, really, right? No. Like it still is going, still going straight back to the Hearthguard Berserkers mm -hmm. again, which I kind of kind of made me sad because like you know you have these cool Magmandroth models. And in the in the you know age of monsters that we're playing in, like you would have thought that they would have really been dominant, but they just didn't seem to seem to lean that way, unfortunately. Yeah. So and and leave it to Bill to play something completely like anti-meta, like he he's like known for it's that. It's true. Right? Yeah. When he won, um, what was it? Was he playing? Uh, um, Slanesh. He won with, maybe, and then Flesh Eater Quartz. Yeah. I think he did really well with. I think he yep. almost went 5-0 with Night Haunt when they were bad at the boys. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> yeah. That guy. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, classic. classic oh, yeah. He takes there. pride in winning so. with, like, a trash army. Which I think is amazing because, you know, like, everyone's like, oh, my army is terrible. And you just, like, then you watch him do it and you're like, I don't know if I feel bad because like I could be doing better or if I feel bad because I'm really like it, it's not really my army <laughs> it's true you know? yeah I feel like <laughs> so... Bill is playing a different game than the rest of us where he understands it on a totally different yeah. level right yeah it's great all right so what was your uh what was I your third round I played there? Scarlet Holloway she was playing the new uh Skaven book um, which I'll admit I was totally okay. unfamiliar with uh, before we started playing. So I kind of learned how that army worked while we were playing the game. She had a giant group of storm vermin and their stick oh, was yeah. when they had like 30 in the unit, they had like three inch reach. Um, and they also got extra attacks and they fought on death, including a pylon. Yeah. So if you, they die and then something oh, is near like the other line or the other end of the storm vermin, then they'll just like kind of pile in and with their three inch reach, like attack whatever it is you have that's nearby. So if you have anything within like six inches of this unit while they're, you're trying to kill them, even if you're shooting them, they can really do a lot of damage back to you. Oh, that mm -hmm. is scary. Very like super thematic though, yes. right? Like, 
you imagine these like rats just like come like barreling towards you and doing everything they can. <laughs> yeah, to coming out of everywhere. And uh. <laughs> she also had a purple sun, and her army was cheese themed. So the purple sun was like a ball of okay. cheese, and the gemnids were like little cheese balls. Um, and she had a launch on the soul seeker that was like a cheese like surfboard that uh thankful road and she also brought a cheese themed uh table to enter for like the table contest that had like wine and cheese like 3d printed stuff it was so cool cheese fondue for the gnaw holes is beautiful that is amazing that is amazing i think that i saw that a picture of of the uh launchin I think AOS Coach tweeted. Oh, nice! A picture yeah, of it. the the cheesy one. And yeah, because I was like, "Is that Thankful <laughs> riding that boat?" Yeah. You know, so when you talked about it, I'm like, I'm pretty sure that that's the same one because he was just kind of retweeting some like amazing models from around the weekend, you know. So um, yeah, it was it, like if that was the same one, it was absolutely astounding. Like really, really cool. Really, really cool. I, I'm always amazed at some of the creativity of the people in this community because, like, I'm not that creative. I'm usually Mr. Box <laughs> yeah. Art, you know, because I'm like, well, that's a that's a cool color yeah. combo. Like, I'll just do it? that, Looks good. you know, and yeah. <laughs> exactly. But you know, there's some people out there that are just like, this is so so amazing. So, uh, what were your what were your initial impressions of this uh, game? Book it looks like they had a lot of tools and could really do. A lot of work especially if you're not like familiar with how stuff works um they could really like kind of surprise mm -hmm. you at how much damage and and how mobile they can be it's a it's a strong oh, yeah. book if you know I how to play you. it yeah um obviously it seemed like um the storm uh vermin there were pretty tough um did she have some other like major major units that like you had to be, be aware uh, there's of. one of our big heroes i don't remember if it was thankful or the vermin lord warbringer that uh has like a bodyguard uh -huh. rule um where you like try to do damage to him and then okay. like on something like a two or three up he passes it off to his friends that are nearby uh so he's like almost impossible to kill yeah. so wow uh and i think they've got some battle shock like immunities with the gray uh did she have like a gray uh seer uh, on a bell i did have a gray seer i don't remember uh the bell okay okay yeah i i just have kind of been passing like looking at that it's probably i gotta find a, a skaven player to get on here and and talk uh talk a little bit about the new skaven book but um everything that i saw of it looks like they've got a lot oh, of yeah. options looks like a fun book i also destroyed one of, of her knot holes which yeah. made me happy just love destroying faction terrain. <laughs> there you go again with the faction terrain. <laughs> I, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put a fake faction terrain piece on the board <laughs> if we ever match up. Yeah, Just and Marathi will go right up there, you, even if know? she has no other reason to, and be like, okay, <laughs> on a three up, it's destroyed. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll take I'll take a mausoleum piece off of my of, off my display board and be like, this is just <laughs> sitting over here, you know, and and uh, and and see what Marathi does with that. So <laughs> sounds good. So uh, did did you no, end up she, winning that third that game? One. She did a great job. Okay. Oh yeah, those sounds like those storm storm vermin were really <laughs> really nasty then. 
Okay. All right. Uh, so what was your fourth, fourth round match? Fourth round, I played, I think that was Noah Singer, who is a different than Noah Singh. Okay. Uh, and they both played this almost right. the same Iron Jaws Blood Tubes list. Um, so I actually, That's I went hilarious. to lunch and then like as soon as lunch was over, I like quickly looked at the pairings and I, and I saw like Noah Singer and I thought it said Noah Singh. And so I went downstairs and I'm like, how did, no, I thought he was doing really well. Like he didn't lose any games. How are we paired? And then like Noah Singer, not saying arrived at the table. I'm like, oh, you're not the same Noah with the same Blood Tubes list. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny it's like the uh it's like the iron jaws yeah. version of the spider-man <laughs> yes <thing>. right <laughs> like, <laughs> you, you. <laughs> that's awesome so blood tooth lots yes. of piggies obviously um did, did he have he one or two, two mall crushers, crushers. um one of them had flame okay. weapon um they had pretty good saves uh, he could teleport them as well. I think one of them had the uh, arcane tome, and then so he teleported okay. one like kind of to the corner, where I kind of left a hole, um, that was just big enough for a mock crusher to like mighty destroyers into. So the first top of one, he got into a unit of snakes, uh, that I hadn't screened effectively. They fought on death, so they did a little bit of damage back, um, and then mm -hmm. I got the double, and then I did it ton of damage back to him and took out most of his units yeah so he got one unit of snakes but i i got two maw crushers i think by the end of round two. Oh, oh yeah that's a backbreaker right there yeah that's a backbreaker i was gonna say if you left a little hole for him you know that's like a really <laughs> giant hole because they're yeah, like, like six the size inches of at least plate, so yeah. So it's like, oh, I, I left a little <laughs> hole. It's half the board over there that That's he true. could have gotten yeah, into. Yeah, I think <laughs> when you play against daughters, you always want to make them go first. And he had the choice, too. Like, he outdropped me. So he chose to go first. I think maybe because I left him that hole. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, but you always, you most of the time, unless you have a very good reason for going first, you want to give daughters the first turn so they don't double you because they can just do so much damage. Right, right. You know, he was probably thinking too. Like, I've got the alpha yes. like ability here. You know, let me let me get in there and and just like kill half the army, which it doesn't sound like he did. Yeah, he so, got ten snakes, but then him. the other snakes Marathi came in. Yeah, yeah, she's not she's not the nicest mm -hmm. lady no. on, the, on the board. Yeah. So, well, that's too bad. That's too bad for uh, the other sing, <laughs> singer singer not sing uh, <laughs> and uh, what was your final, final game, game was day? against alice and she was playing obr uh with a crown spine okay. and i want to say she also had a purple sun uh yes purple sun crown spine so very like you know meta list the hot picks um yep. so she I think maybe I outdropped her. Yep, I did. And then um, I gave her first. And she threw the crown spine into like most of my units. Um, but I had deployed in a way where I got plus one to save for my cauldron and also in terrain. So I had like plus two to my save before all out defense. So by the time it attacked, I had plus three. Oh, so wow. it killed okay. like two witches. And then I did like 
15 or 18 damage back, oh. so it went down a level. And then it was my turn. Uh, it killed, like, it did, like, three wounds to my Blood Rack Medusa. Because it was her finest hour, I believe. Um, so not a lot of damage got through, even though she put all of her attacks into the Medusa. And then I did 18 damage again, and it went away. And then I think, yeah. Mm -hmm. That is a gut check. Like, in one round, like, you got, yeah. oh, so sad. <laughs> that's that's good though what what's your impression of the cron spine like i i know it's out there and it's kind of there but like uh, it's how, a do, how do you good feel about it tool if you want to like keep something uh kind of like tied up for a turn or two um because because she did like kind of keep uh -huh. me my whole army my, half my army like pinned in one place um but you know right. i just had the rest of the game to make up for it i think it works very well against players that are inexperienced or if you the player using him is very experienced and like kind of knows what to do with it um it's kind of nice that it can mm -hmm. it doesn't immediately die if you make a mistake with it the top of one but it doesn't leave you a lot of options because you can't retreat it even if it's not wild yeah right right and you talked about oh i mean you gave a lot of lists with purple suns out there and i mean obviously it's almost meme worthy at this point how many purple suns are out there um it seems like everybody yeah everyone's speed sun. painted their purple sun uh the last couple months um and sometimes it works really well uh like i had one game uh two weeks yeah. ago where top of one someone purple sun my hag on cauldron and then on my turn or the next oh. turn, they purple sun my other hero. So the only heroes I had was Marathi. Uh, so, so like when it works, it works. But it's such a high casting value. Uh, and then to count on rolling a one to slay the model is, is not ideal. I mean, it's a one in six chance, which is like I'm sitting here thinking like, this isn't like. I'm like, am I doing the math wrong? Why does everybody love it so much? And I get it. Like, you can, like, literally mm -hmm. kill a mock rusher in, like, one roll, right? Like, I, I get that that potential that's there. But the math, like, like you said, like, it's a high roll. Mm -hmm. It's an and eight to get, get it not off, unbound, right? And then and you have to, like, be within range. It's yeah. a gamble, for sure. So, Yeah. I mean, what's funny is I used Purple Sun all the time in my previous uh, Night Hunt, and I and ironically, I loved using it against Witch Elves because, you know, you would roll a uh, dice for every oh. model that's in the unit, and then for sixes, it would kill the model. Well, it would do a mortal wound, which was yes. enough to usually kill the model, right? So um, I played against a lot of uh, uh, Daughters of Cain players like back in the day, and they'd have, you know, this is like back when you'd have like yes. 120 witch elves on the table, and <laughs> you know, and so so the Purple Sun was like a great great tool there um, to be able to just you know try to thin the herd a little bit. But uh, so I'm sitting here going like I, you know, funny enough, like I don't think it's as nearly mm. as good as it used to be. Because, like, especially now that we're moving into a horde meta, where you're starting to see more, you know, like a lot more battle line, a lot more of these uh, smaller units come on the board, um, you know, big blocks of smaller units, I think that six up for a mortal wound was is really, really good. 
Uh, but to be able to just like, okay, I roll a dice, and if it's a one, then one model is slain. And you're like, okay, like, again, it's got to be a hero or a big one. It's true. And it's kind of a gamble there. Uh, I, I do agree that like yeah. the negative one to save helps yeah, that's, a lot. Especially that could be the real value that you can rely early. on. That's like the consistent part of the spell. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I mean, hilariously, like, I, I'm, I'm kind of like being like, it's memeable <laughs> at this point, but I have it in my list right now for Night Haunt because they don't have a lot of rend um, there. They can kind of put some negative modifiers onto the saves based on their charges, but that's also based on a dice roll. So having a purple sun on a unit that you really need to kill, like, provides some consistency there with yeah. the save. Uh, you know, I guess, I guess, you know, what would be interesting if you put it into like, a, like if you had a line of like five units, like Stormcast, for example, like, and they had already gone, being able to kill a model, you could pull them out of cohesion yeah. really easily um, with that if you did it right, you know, so it just depends. So, but it's funny because it's like, I'm seeing purple sun stories everywhere. And I'm like, is, is everybody really rolling ones this often? Or is it just because everybody's got it? And so every round, everybody's rolling like, you know, dice. Yeah. So it's happening pretty often. It's true. That's, and then they that is an incredible story. story. Course, right? Like, how they uh, like I think like I that. saw one purple sun roll. There was two maw crushers and they rolled for both. And it was a one and they were just like gone. A thousand points. Yeah. There's a video of it on, oh on the... Uh, the internet they were oh very excited when the the two ones were rolled <laughs> uh that's when you just yeah pack like, up into the rest of yep. your miles and you say good game like this yeah. was fun you know <laughs> i i think so i think they'll probably change soon? it uh, just because it's so like wild and unpredictable it's a lot of fun for a short amount of time but i don't think people are going to tolerate it for like more than six months Yeah, and I mean, the, it's been my experience at Games Workshop is like, oh, this is cool that everybody likes this for a little bit, but they're, they've they never been one to be like, oh, we're going to let this like hang yeah. like hang out in the meta for too, too long and, and dominate it. Like this like little 70 point, you know, endless spell dominate the meta, so... It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. Well, well, congratulations on your three-two at uh, at Summer Slaughter. It sounds like it was a pretty fun tournament. Ha, uh, you mentioned before the podcast that they had, uh, or no? I guess you mentioned here in it the podcast is. they had pretty good prize support. Um, I've had a lot of discussions with people on prize support. How did they do it? They th there like did they do raffles? Uh, so was at it Summer like, Slaughter, did they go to most like, of happened? like the prize support went to the winners. They also had a raffle. Uh, that the money for the raffle went to charity and in the raffle you uh, kind of put like money or tickets into the thing that you wanted so they had t-shirts or different items and you just put like the tickets into uh, what you wanted to win the best prize was a built purple sun um, and if you won the raffle you were allowed to destroy it any way you wanted to in the parking lot so you could throw it and so Scooter won that raffle, and, and he chucked it on the ground really hard, and it just shattered into a thousand pieces. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is hilarious. Uh, so Scooter was uh, maybe the third guest that we had on this podcast. I know him pretty well, and uh, I can see him like, having a <laughs> oh, yeah. time destroying that thing. So... <laughs> 
Uh, that's pretty funny. That's that's pretty funny. So, uh, I I need to I need to get up to summer slaughter. The only unfortunate thing is that I coach my son's rugby team, and his championship game Aww. is that weekend every weekend, like every year. So it's like, well, do I coach my son's championship game or do I go up for summer slaughter? And unfortunately, uh, right so now, if he there's only is it, do you choice. have to like win enough games <laughs> to know, get to so. the championship, or do you just automatically play it? Okay, so even if he was he did, no, he did poorly, a, so he's, he's always going to go yeah. no matter what every year. Yeah, yeah, he'll that, that'll that'll be a weekend that is going to be built into our uh, our rugby schedule for a oh, while yeah. now because he's still only in like seventh grade. So I've got like five more years of that. They'll probably so still be. Maybe having I'll it. see you there in five years. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, I hope so. It sounds like a great event, so very good, very good. Well, let's talk Daughters of Cain. So the book has come so, out. Yeah, it's been out for about least. what three months now. I think it came out what like uh, the yes. end of like yep. middle of May. I remember just before I left for Worlds, um, like they started yep. leaking the stuff, and the the coach and the people on the team were like, yeah. "We forbid you from reading this book or dedicating your brain space to it until after Worlds." I wasn't allowed to read it to read the leaks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. So, so actually, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put a little bit of a pause here. So we are gonna talk about Daughters of Cain, but I do want to talk about Worlds a little bit. So we had Jeremy on here last uh, last episode talking about it. Obviously, he was the captain for this last year. Uh, he's he, he said he's taking the admin captain role yeah. for next time and letting Bill take over the tactics again. Um, and uh, uh, but he said that you guys had a a, a, a great time out there. You were in yes. um, yeah in the Czech Prague, Republic, right? It was a lot of fun. Did, how, got how to Prague? meet people from all over the world. Uh, the city itself is very old, very beautiful. Uh, especially yeah. at night, the way they do lighting is incredible. There was a castle, uh, fancy bridges, muse all sorts of different museums. Um, it was a great city, and everything was super cheap compared to like the American dollar, where you'd buy like a beer for like forty five cents. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes, wow. absolutely. If I had like a work, you're like I from could live here. Home job, I could live like a king <laughs> over there. Oh man, that sounds amazing. That sounds amazing. Um, now, uh, you, the way that Jeremy was explaining it, sometimes you would play factions that you had never really played before, uh, depending on matchups, or you would play a specific one, knowing that uh, you know you had to you know, play defense or offense or so something like that. What was your uh, most memorable most game at World? Memorable game was my played? first one. Um, I it, we were paired against Sweden, and I was playing. Um, this uh, other woman from from Sweden, her name's Liara, and she plays Daughters of Cain. And uh, it was she's like my doppelganger from Sweden. So oh. we hung out the night before um, at a bar, and uh, we just had a lot of fun getting to know each other. And then we got paired the day after for the first round. So so that was a lot of fun, uh, just hanging out with her and playing games with her. Yeah, they are. She's hilarious. great. You have a Swedish <laughs> and we out there. even had the same number on our jerseys. We're both number thirteen. Yeah, go ahead. Fantastic. 
That is awesome. Um, what, uh, I played what Legion of the First Prince because uh, we decided from our pairing strategy that daughters didn't okay. fit into it, so I kind of had to flex into a different army. Um, uh, as a defender, because we had like attackers and defenders that Jeremy probably explained a little bit, and I was a defender role. Um, yep. And they, they gave me a Legion to learn, so I, I learned how to play it over about three or four months, uh, and then I took that to Worlds. How how was that? Was that difficult to just kind of pick up a new army like that? Is it was it's it super like different. drastically um, different? Than you know, your it took a little while to get army? the hang of, but after a couple of weeks, um, you know, I I pretty much had it yeah. mostly down, and then after that, it was just like learning the details and the little texts in the game, and and you know how to do stuff against different armies. I, I know that when I had switched over from Night, Night Hunt was my first army that I ever I, I ever played and then I switched over to orcs and someone's like, dude, you're not running orcs like orcs, you're running them like yeah. Night Hunt. Like you're playing cagey with them, you're trying to like keep them out of combat and I'm like, oh yeah, like this is oh, like yeah. the exact opposite of how I should be running these orcs. So, you know, it, I can imagine that, mm -hmm. it, uh, you know, especially if you're trying to play a defensive army. Yeah, uh, and that's it. I had a so great unclean one in my right, Legion list, so. and that's, I think, part of why I chose to br bring it, is because I'm so used to being, like, having a big centerpiece that's very offensive, that the Guo kind of, like, allowed me to, like, run in and kill something, rather than, like, totally trying to play just a control game. Mm. <laughs> that's right. I had, like, Especially three monsters terrain. that I could destroy yeah, faction right. terrain with. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Well, um, I did see that they were putting out calls to put in applications oh, yeah. for Worlds uh, 2023. And I'm going to apply. For that. I so put my application in a few weeks ago, and then applications uh, close on the 31st. So if anyone else wants to apply, I'm not sure when this podcast will come out, if it'll be before the 31st. But we close applications on the 31st. I'm definitely gonna try out again this year and, and see what happens awesome i was telling uh jeremy that i would love to be part of like the minuteman program which is kind yeah. of like the the bench right and kind of just training um but i just I, again time is not my friend right now but it will be eventually one day you know, so, but it sounds like a really fun opportunity just to kind of like play with some of the best uh, that we have in, in the United States and, and really, you know, understand the meta because you're looking at it in a very different way than just if you would approach yes. a grand tournament or a major or something like that. Right? Mm -hmm. like you have to try to get every point and sometimes like your job in a pairing is like you go in knowing that you're probably going to lose and your job is to just lose by as little as possible. And so you're not playing to win. Yeah. You're not playing to win, just playing right. to deny Sports battle tactics, get your grand strat, get your yeah. battle tactics and get as many points as you can. Yeah. Very different. Very cool though. Um, and uh, like I had proposed to Jeremy, I said like, we should do some like mini tournaments some like mini world style events. Uh, because I think that a lot of people in the United States are so focused on, again, the ITC and the grand, you know, the, the grand tournaments and, and things like that, that uh, this idea of like a team tournament where 
you have to just use a different part of oh, your yeah, brain. Oh yeah, definitely. And I'm um, hoping that with the growth of, of the Minuteman so. program this year, because we had so many more applicants than last year, that people will become interested in Teams events. And we have people joining yeah. from all over the country. So I'm hoping that'll spark them to kind of run or participate in Teams events where they live. And that'll help us as a country, like kind of get better players for Worlds next year. Mm -hmm. For sure, for sure. So, yeah, that's very exciting. So, um, oh, yeah. Okay, now we're gonna talk about Daughters of Cain for real this time. <laughs> All right. So this book came out three months ago. Um, what is your What is your three months? Uh, I think it's impression incredibly of good. Just we have a whole bunch of tools. Um, and if you before in the old book, the I guess the best list was to. Uh, kind of play with the bow snakes and Marathi and now there's so many more options and they didn't necessarily nerf the bow snakes but they made the melee snakes right. and the witches so much better that it'd be silly to not at least try them out um it's and i think uh, daughters is probably like in a really yeah. good like position of power right now um that i feel like a nerf is coming like in the next update i feel like they're probably going to nerf it because it's it's that good or at least the battle tactics and the grand strat because those are are in a great position right now and people are are very upset about it online <laughs> yeah yeah i've 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 seen the uh the battle tactics hate and in fact it's really interesting to see people say hey at nova for example are you going to allow faction battle tactics and i can guarantee you that that's not in relation to the Oryx book or the Nighthaunt book that is 100% directed at the Daughters of Cain book because like their like their battle tactics and oh, their yeah. grand strategies are just like so good, right? It's like and uh, help you help you win games for sure. So um, it it sounds like what I find interesting because I I do believe they did this with the Nighthaunt book too is it sounds like the daughters of Cain book they like you said they raised the um playability of the witch elves and the um blood sisters like so that they were equal with the bow snakes right that they were able to yes um that that you had options there and i i find that very interesting yeah. that they yeah, raised I feel like it up is always trying to kind of not you make I mean? people upset after they spent like you know money on or time painting their army um and so i think one way to do that is just to make everything better instead of sometimes you know nerfing the stuff that's really good but uh mm -hmm. so far the tactic seems to have worked for the daughters where you know unfortunately it's made some people upset but there's a lot less bow snakes in the meta now than there were before It seemed like yes. the only meta that All you would see snakes. with Daughters of Cain were both snakes, both snakes and Marathi. Like that was the only thing. Yeah, and um, I I can't remember what pushed that switch, but I remember because yes. there, before there was like witch elves galore, right? Like, and and then all of a sudden you just started seeing both snakes. So like I think yeah, this what, is when like, I first started playing Daughters of Cain, their their second book just came out um and they added i think they had both snakes and in the old okay. book the first book but in the second book they added one more attack and they're like pretty points efficient so 
you got mortals on sixes, oh. which I'm not sure if you got mortals on sixes in the first book or if they added that, but you definitely got one more attack. So they doubled their output for almost the same amount of points, maybe a little bit less. Um, and so yeah. people were like, this is great. Oh, and they they gave Marathi her Marathi have... the uh, the command ability where now they can double shoot. So they kind of like quadrupled their output for the same amount of points at range. Oh, that's right. Yes, yeah. Yeah, because they were shooting in the hero phase, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, and they had. You could, a, like, yeah, you could give them, like, they had five up save as well. Get it uh, um, to, like, a plus one or, or a, you know, all out defense. Um, and then after that, they could get a five up re rollable save depending on the, the temple that they were in. Or a five up re rollable yeah. ward. Yeah. Right, right. Yep. That's right. Yeah, because I remember taking. Uh, <laughs> this is kind of funny. I, I think this is before the second book came out, but um, we were playing Rob, Rob Pro, and Anthony. I forget his last oh, name. Uh, they're play, they play Anthony out of, Lawrence. Uh, they yeah. play out of Boston. Rob Prosha and Anthony. Yes. Yes. So my friend and I, Jason and I, um, who's a co-host, he couldn't make it tonight, but um, we were playing in a doubles tournament at Nova Open, and we ended up playing those two, and um, my buddy was playing Flesh Eater Courts when they were, like, pretty good, right? And I was playing Night Haunt, and I was like, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna just, like, go stalemate on this Legion of Grief that Rob is playing I like you take your like flesh eater courts and just like tear into the daughters of Cain, right? And I'm looking over and I like Rob and I are kind of playing our side of the board and I look <laughs> over and all of the flesh eater courts models are gone. <laughs> and I'm like, what happened? And he goes, I don't know. They yeah, just all like died. Have never been bad. <laughs> <laughs> so it was. Oh. Yeah, yeah, like, he, he just, like, ran into a bus on, and, and, like, we hadn't had a lot of, like, experience with, like, the, the snakes at that time, you know, and, because uh, I don't even think they were bow snakes, I think they were melee snakes, and um, we didn't have a lot of experience with them, and so it's just, like, he, he took all of his, like, little flesh eater <laughs> cords and just was like, okay, well, here, we'll just take these off the board. You know, because that, that was it. So it was just really funny because I like, I like, they were all there one minute. I turn and I roll some <laughs> dice and I turn back and they're all gone. I'm like, what? Like, where did they go? Where did they go? So, um, but yeah, like, they, they've always been a big threat. Um, we had a big uh, Daughters of Cain player here that I seemed to run into like every RTT I played. I, I ended up playing against Daughters of Cain. And this was, again, was like Witch Elves galore. And, you know, I just could not seem to crack it. Like, I'd, I'd kill a bunch of models, but, like, immunity to battle shock and all that stuff. And, like, then they'd hit back and it was bad, you know. So, so um, okay, so uh, lots of different options with this book. Um, your current build right now, you're No bow snakes, the, um, but I am using, using 10 bow snakes uh, now? melee snake, two units of 10 melee okay. snakes. And, oh, and okay, one of them's okay. in Bounty Hunters, so if it's and, a Galatian vet, they yeah, have plus ahead. one damage. And then the other one, I, the other unit of snakes, mm -hmm. is in the Countess 3 Battalion. Um, so they can go and, like, sit back and take objectives and then still kill something if they need to. Okay. 
Yeah, absolutely. And so you've got the two units yes. of, uh, of melee snakes. You've got Marathi in there. I have one Bloodrack Medusa, uh, else, and she has the Shadow Stone for plus one to cast from the Daughters of Cain book. Mm -hmm. And then my Hag on Cauldron is very important. She okay. has an 18-inch bubble of plus one to save. Um, so that reduces my need for, like, all-out defense, or it uh, mm. makes my saves better if someone has a lot of rend. And then she also has a prayer for rerollable sixes, uh, or not rerollable sixes, or exploding sixes. Um, and she, the she's a priest that can uh, cast the invocation, the Heart of Fury, for minus one damage to make them even more tankier with the plus one to save. And then I have two units of heart wow. renders for the battle wow. tactic, where they shoot and then move six inches. And one unit of witch elves that are in the battalion where they count as three yep. so that they I kind of like protect those witches like they're Fabergé eggs because uh, they're I don't have a lot of models in this army. So having 10 witches that count as 30 just like kind of hang back and like sit yep. on an objective and not interact for most of the game until like the end where I need them to get into battle just to get my grand strat um, is kind of how I play it. So I don't really use the witches to kill much until they right. get sacrificed at the end for something. Gotcha. So um, let's let's um, talk about the different. Um, well, your the abilities, right? The faction abilities, um, the the table that you had with each yes. round, it changed pretty significantly because it was a lot of. Oh yeah, I think the plus one before, is a lot better in that like it's, it's a lot of plus more ones. consistent. Because um, anytime that you rely on on like dice um, to kind of like win you a game or to do stuff for you, you you have the risk of like not getting the dice roll you need. So rerolling ones, um, I think, is not as good. As right, plus one right. to hit or plus one uh, to, you know, whatever it is. Because then you can hit and wound on twos by round four or, or sooner if you have the hag for plus one to the blood rights table or the um, blood rack medusa for the plus one to the blood rights table for the snakes. So sooner on in the game, you can hit and wound on twos instead of threes and rerolling ones. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and... Uh, yeah, I mean that's that's pretty that's pretty big. Do you feel though that that kind of caps you a little bit? Like, cause there's so many different ways to get like plus one to hit in this game. That um, you know, like if you had a plus one to hit somewhere else, but then you still have the rerollables. Like, obviously that would be really, really, really good. Um, so do you feel like having that like plus one to hit um, in there or plus one to save is like? Again, maybe maybe you feel uh, like sometimes. Like although before you had to dedicate like so many to resources to get, um, like for example, Marathi hitting and wounding on twos, um, you needed either like a spell for the plus one to wound or finest hour for plus one to mm -hmm. wound. Now it kind of like just happens in round right. two or three, uh, depending. And then um, the nice part about so in the combat phase okay. before I might have used all-out attack for plus one to hit. Now I just have it, and I can use uh, the command, because you only get one command per phase. You use the command exploding sixes, which is written in the doc book. So you, so right. now you'll have exploding sixes as a, as a command, and then you just have plus one to hit naturally from the blood mm. rights table. So I think overall it's a, a benefit 
for more of the time than before. It's more consistent rather than before where you had to dedicate so many resources to get the, you know, hitting and wounding on twos and rerolling ones for hitting and wounding. Yeah, and it sounds like that's the real benefit, right? Is like being able to free yourself up to use other tools in your toolbox to like inflict more damage or do more. You, you have a lot more options because, mm -hmm. you know, the quote unquote all out attack is built into your table, you know? And so now you can use that command trait somewhere else that you would, that you would have otherwise put as an all out attack. So. Um, that's, that is like very powerful. That's one of those like soft benefits that aren't like readily apparent in some of these books, you know, that, but then when yeah. you play it, you're like, Oh, that's the real power of this, uh, of this book, you know, <laughs> is that like, now I can do so many more things and, um, you know, that's, that's pretty awesome. Um, now I saw or that the plus one is, save yeah, is a five up ward um, happens in up round ward. five, right? Oh no, there's a five up ward. Right. Uh, yeah. sometimes when I use the hag or the blood rack Medusa to like advance the blood rights table for a specific unit, I'll get to the five up ward. Um, or when I played Hagnar okay. for, uh, the Atlantic city open, I got there a lot sooner with the five up ward, but now I feel like the game for daughters is usually over before turn five or round five, just cause you know, we want to get in and kill stuff. So not always, but the plus one to hit, plus one to yeah. wound comes up a lot. Yep, yep. Yeah, and and I don't know about you, but I, I, I mean, if if the game wasn't already over by like round four, you know, sometimes even like the bottom of round three, like time sometimes can get you in a tournament as well like before you can get to round five like you're pretty much like at round four and you can kind of you don't have enough time yes. to start the fifth round so you kind of like talk it out like okay this would have happened this would have happened this would have happened you know um so like yeah i saw that because i'm like wow a five up ward is really amazing and it seems like the only way to really 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 get that is um if you've got the habnar sub faction or the um, yes. True believer yeah. warlord trait that That's gives true. you like the plus one battle round, right? Yeah. So, um, how often do you for do you, Hagnar? Do you um, that often, I I did play Hagnar kind of for for many games for maybe about like a month or so, and then I tried out the fighting on death sub faction because I really like the melee snakes and I like uh -huh. that better. I tried playing like 50 or 60 yeah. witches um and i just got like so exhausted moving around like so many models i'm like this is just infuriating i especially with like the six inch pylon for the sisters of slaughter it's <laughs> it's a lot of like little tiny movements and they always fall over because they're top heavy so i just prefer oh, moving yeah. the snakes around yep Um, so you bring up the sub faction. So let's let's talk about those a, a little bit. So obviously with uh, Hagnar, um, you yeah, you get, get um, if you wanted to, you that, could bring an extra behemoth, um, which I don't think gets used a lot. But the plus one to the blood rights table is super good, um, especially because so if you have Marathi in your list, you can get her to kind of round five, um, um, or almost round five or four. I mean. 
in round one. So what you do is you witch brew her from the hag and then you're already starting in round two. So that's like round three benefits in round one already. You fine a sour her. She, and now she has plus one to hit, plus one to wound yeah. in round one. And you can add like kind of five inches to her movement with this little trick where I deploy oh little Marathi right on the line. And then I use mirror dance. And the rules for that is you switch the places of two heroes uh-huh. and they have to be within one inch of each other. So I'll just put Marathi one inch, big Marathi one inch in front of little Marathi, which is an extra basically five inches of movement. So I, I kind of like shoot her forward and then she just walks 14 inches after that into whatever she wants. Hopefully, you know, your opponent didn't screen as well as, you know, maybe they wanted to. And then she can go like kind of destroy something, hitting and wounding on twos in round one. So that was a big benefit of Hagnar. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh, that's scary. That's like Nagash scary. That's true. Yeah. So. And, and she's, she's she's like 300 it takes a while to kill her yeah <laughs> the gas, right so yeah that's pretty legit yeah that's great that's great um so you talked about the fight on death yeah um which Xanthar-Kai, is the xanthar kai is that uh, right so that one uh the snakes are automatically yeah, battle line uh, which is nice, okay, so you don't so have to like, take the iron yeah, scale ahead, to make them battle line. Um, although if you yep. do take the iron scale, she can give them run and charge. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that's really cool. And it's in a different phase. It's used in the charge phase oh, and wow. not okay. in the run phase. So you can auto six them and then in the next phase use the command ability for, for run and charge. So they can... Yeah, they can they can go pretty oh far. Gosh. Well, they can, so they can, um, they can so run they twice, essentially, move eight huh? inches plus six. That'll be fourteen. So they'll kind of move fourteen inches and then charge. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's legit. Oh yeah. That's legit. That's a that's a that's a pretty good threat range, especially since the board's a lot Usually, smaller yes. now. Yeah, you know, so. and, I mean, and then um, like, what, in like round two, they get plus one to charge, so like uh, that's, you yeah. know, the range kind of becomes even shorter. And if you choose to risk it and roll the run instead of using the plus six, if you roll a six, you get plus one to run, so that becomes like a plus seven. So maximum like 15 inch movement and then maximum 13 inch charge. So, you know, if you roll really well, that could that's like quite a distance you can cover if you need to. <laughs> that is terrifying having <laughs> having all of those snakes just come pounding down towards you you're like i didn't think they'd get there that fast which is funny because earlier you said you really want to have you know uh your sisters of slaughter go first um and what you're telling That's me true. is well if you screen if you um, hopefully and she won't be able to get into anything away. but yeah you definitely because even worse than daughters going first and like killing your screens is daughters going second and then killing everything that they want for two turns like first your screens and then you don't get really a chance to react and then they kill the stuff past your screens that is true (laughs) yeah that's a that's a fair point i'll concede yeah (laughs) very good are there any other sub factions that like your interest or are those just the, the two that are really I think it's 
Draichi like, Ganeth, like the plus one rend when the Sisters of Slaughter and the Witches charge. That one's really, really good, especially if you're running a lot of Witches. Um, you have to also add at least, I think, two Gladiatrixes mm. if you have a lot of Witches yeah. to kind of support them. Just because um, they're easy to kill. They're easy to snipe. They're only like five or six wounds. Um, so it's easy to just get shot off. Uh, so yeah, so lots of Witches with the Gladiatrix. Yeah. If you want to run that, I would run it in the Draichi uh in the, that temple yeah okay Very good. Probably so if you had a lot of which else would you would you go hagnar oh or, yeah the plus one then you'll have like plus two rend on okay. the charge and then if you have a purple sun or mind razor then you can get like one or two more and it'll just like delete anything mm -hmm. they touch Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And unless they have like a like two up save, ran, it's like, irrelevant. That damage is just going straight through. Yeah. 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 Exactly. That's pretty wild. Um, okay. So, um, what about spells and artifacts? Like Marathi's a decent she caster, did. but um, she did kind so of So now I bring the like Bloodrack Medusa, and I give right? her the artifact for plus one to cast from the Daughter's Book. Um, and it does specifically say from okay. the Lore of Shadows. Um, so I can't use the plus one to cast for mm -hmm. Purple Sun, or I can't use it for Mystic Shield or Arcane Bolt. Yeah, so um, I usually give her Mind Razor, because that's an eight to cast. And oh, then uh, Marathi knows all the spells still. She's the Lore Master. Uh, yep. So I'll have Marathi cast her uh, her War Scroll okay. spell, the Black War, for the D6 Mortal Wounds, and then um, you know whatever else I need from the from the Daughter's spell lore. Mm -hmm. um, what, I'll use definitely like Mind Razor, top standout um, spells and then in, in the hit. Uh, uh, Shroud of Despair I use sometimes. What that does is it kind of makes the battle shock worse for your opponent, uh, where it like adds to the number, I think, that run away or, or something. And in, used in conjunction, okay. conjunction with the artifact, that makes it so they can't rally or inspiring presence within like n either 9 or 15 inches, depending on if that model killed something. Um, if you use that combined with that artifact, you could really... Um, do a lot of damage just in the battle shock phase where, where your opponent's running away. Yeah, my goodness. A uh, 15 inch mm -hmm. range. And then the other spell or, that I use or, a lot uh, is Steed of Shadows, where it makes really the caster move 16 inches and be able to fly. Um, so that's handy. Usually on little Marathi, so I can have her keep up with the big Which one. one so that next that round she can the have the big one Medusa? fight in the hero phase or cast okay. Mind Razor or whatever I need to on okay. her. <laughs> Itty bitty legs. Gotcha. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Because uh, she's got little legs. And... <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> kind of hard when, you know, big Marathi's got wings and stuff, you know. Uh, the so, artifact that prevents rally or inspiring presence think, uh, is really good. The plus one book? to cast artifact is great. 
Um, and I think, I think that's the top two that I've been using. Um, I'm not sure if other people have found like value or use for the other ones, uh, but there, there's a bunch of good artifacts in there. Oh, One of the things good that the I Viper. saw was the Crystal Heart, which doubles the reins of where you can place endless spells. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I, I mean, I think that there's a lot of um, interesting opportunities with that, especially if you could cast that, uh, you know, yes. let's, let's use the Purple Sun, right? Like that can, um, you set it up wholly within yeah. eight, eight inches, I believe. Ooh. Maybe six inches, eight, eight inches, and then it can move an additional eight, right? So it'd be like and a twenty-seven inch threat range. Sixteen. So all of yeah. a sudden, like you could, you can, maybe. Yeah, exactly. And so maybe you could cast that outside of, uh, a an unbind area, and get that moving. You know, so, I don't know. It's a good. It's. I think. I think there's some potential with that one when I saw it. Um. Obviously, the plus one to cast is is pretty dependable, um, but some of these uh, some of these endless spells they don't have very good range, and so yes. you almost have to get your if you want to use it that round you almost have to get your yes. wizard up forward, um, and it's hard to do obviously in round one right because we you have to cast first and then move so uh, but if you've got an extra eight inches that you can throw on that 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 might be able to solve some problems there so oh, yeah, i definitely. thought that was the one that stood out for me when i was looking i was like oh wow that's a that's a pretty good pretty, pretty good artifact so um yeah very good very good uh okay so in terms of like marathi is your big centerpiece obviously um, do you think I that think she even though she lost plus one to cast and she gained like 20 or something more points, I think she's a little bit better because now she brackets at seven instead of four. So instead of like having one round of being okay. able to throw her at something and not get bracketed with your movement or heart render oh, wow. or the tail damage, you have uh, two, almost three because you don't really hit seven until... Uh, like the third uh -huh. turn that she takes damage if you if your opponent manages to do three every turn um so i, I think and also with the plus one to right. hit and wound and run and charge instead of the rerollable yep. ones i think she got way more consistent especially as the game goes on yeah Oh, yeah, yeah, that um, I, iron hurricane. Uh, iron yeah. circle. Iron something. Is that what it's called that that limits it to three wounds? Yeah, iron hurricane. Oh, people yeah. don't like it. Yeah. Um, that is such an, I mean, it's been such a debated ability, right? Like it's like, well, okay, well, <laughs> just like what happens if she hmm. takes wounds, like uh, like from a purple sun, that you know, that just before the battle round or whatever. And, you know, it's always interesting because, like, people are, like, trying to find a way around it because it's really, I mean, you're like, okay, well, like, the uh, minimum four. amount is going to yeah. be So 12 wounds, like three, three each player you know, turn. Or, and then uh, um, what I've seen turns, good right? players her, do is kind of, four turns, so four you turns. have to, like, clock Marathi and, like, kill her on schedule. Make sure you do three wounds whenever you can. Um, and one way to do that is through shooting. Another way is in the hero phase with, like, mortal wound spells. Yep. And then uh, I think last resort would be go after the little one that can't hit you back as hard. 
and like try to like corner her like I've seen someone take a unit of three pigs and they wrap the three pigs around right. little Marathi so she can't walk out and then they just like do impact hits or they just do damage in the combat phase to her and she can't really do a lot back and then the the big one either has to like come rescue her to like kill the pigs or you just sit there and take damage on both turns yeah. Right, right. I remember, uh, and again, this is before, I think even the second book, I was playing a Duality of Death mission, and this was with Night Hunt, and I had surrounded my little five-point hero who was sitting right on the objective with um, some spirit hosts, and my general was nearby. Mm -hmm. In fact, it was my general that was on that, on that thing, and Marathi could not get in. Her base was too big. And literally, it was like 3.1 inches away from being able to hit this general model, you know? And so she couldn't, like, she couldn't do the heart render. She couldn't do, like, the mm -hmm. other things, And they're you know? probably, and like, so unrendable, like, so she can't, like, do a bunch of damage. Who were, like, taking yeah. a beating, but I just keep resing them back, right? Um, yep. Yep. And they would do... Um, they were terrible. Uh, their profiles are terrible, right? They were, they would hit on fours and fives. Um, they had six attacks, fours and fives, um, but on sixes they would do a mortal wound. So three of them, between the three of them, I'd do three mortal wounds like every turn. Yeah, it's perfect. On her, you know, That's exactly like, what you like, want to do is just do three wounds and then like, ignore her. I am fine with this situation right now. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. So, um, yes. The one of the big reveals that kind of came out with this book at the same time was the gladiatrix, right? Um, and uh, how yeah, is, she? Great support is she? Piece, is she a pretty good uh, model? She must have. If you, and you she has a six-inch kind of pylon, and she does a pretty elves. good amount of damage herself. Like if she needs to to go hit something, you could probably have her. You know, you can rely on her to do a couple wounds. Um, and she she's. She adds plus one rend and I think plus one wound to the characteristic of the witches, um, which is which is huge. Yeah. I mean that's enormous, right? It, because there's there's not as yeah, many it moves things them to give from that like, plus one Normally wound. they're a four so up to wound, and if right they're within like twelve inches of huge, a huge. a totem, they get plus one. And then she changes their characteristic or improves their characteristic by one. So you could kind of get them to hitting on twos and wounding on twos if you throw her in there. So she and they can have two or three attacks. Um, and now you can get, you have ways to give them plus one damage as well. Oh. So that she she really helps them kind of become more of like screens and things that sit on objectives to stuff that can actually do damage. That's a really um, interesting yes. wording that they put on there, right? In that she um, improves their characteristic. That's right. Uh, because yeah, like, you're to get like plus one to wound from the blood rights table or from other spells. That yeah, changing obviously. the characteristic is, you know, is so. a huge deal. Yeah, now, uh, playing the crystal snakes, touch, yeah. um, they have the uh, crystal gaze, right? 
Crystal Touch, Crystal Touch, yeah. Sorry, Crystal. So I'm using words from Warcry here. <laughs> crystal, the 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 Milusai have um, Crystal Gaze and Warcry, which is essentially the same thing. Um, oh. So I'm like, why didn't you just call it the same thing? Like, <laughs> but they have, it's a ranged ability, so it has to be a gaze, not a touch, right? So um, I hear that mm -hmm. uh, it is the um, Crystal Touch. So one thing you have to keep in mind if you're really playing against daughters and the melee snakes is you have the opportunity to pull your models away from the Crystal Touch. So it it, acti it activates after all the attacks are resolved. So you take your casualty, you take your wounds, and if you pull out of uh -huh. one inch from the snakes after they pile in, they are unable to do their mortal wounds. Okay. Um, so they'll either have to pick another unit that is within one inch, or if there's nothing there, it just doesn't happen. So that's kind of one way to get around it. Um, and one thing a Daughters of Cain player might do to kind of avoid that is to kind of charge into two units and then do their attacks on one unit and then do the mortal wounds on the other unit so that you don't have the opportunity to pull out of one inch. Um, but yeah, but if you pull out of the one inch, then they won't be able to do the mortal wounds. But yeah. uh, it, mortal wounds on a two up is, is a little yeah. extreme. I feel like they'll probably move it back to threes eventually. <laughs> yeah, for every model in the snake unit. I mean, and it's for every model that you have, right? Oof, yeah. Yeah. So, like, if you've got 15 in there, yeah. that's pretty brutal. You're, you're looking at, like, 12, uh, 10 to 12 mortal wounds coming at you, you know? So, like, um, that's uh, that's pretty brutal. Um, yeah, Jeremy was talking about, you know, pulling models from the front and stuff like that. But I feel like if you're an experienced Daughters of Cain player, you know how mm -hmm. to mitigate that. You know, um, either you wrap your snakes around a little bit, depending on if you get a good charge, right? Or, <laughs> or like you said, you charge into two units, and so you do your melee into one and just unleash the mortal wound fury into the other one. <laughs> so, yeah, um, yeah, it's I I think it's a I think it's a great ability. But what's interesting is that uh, that one inch reach of the ability does does kind of give some mitigation strategies there so i feel like they kind of you know made a powerful ability mm -hmm. but they threw a bone oh, yeah, in there definitely. for people and it's kind of sometimes hard to, to do when the unit you're attacking has the 40 right? or, millimeter or base just because it's hard to like wrap all the way around especially if they like deploy in a line um and so like it's it's mm -hmm. hard to just get all the way around to get within one inch of every model in the unit to make sure you do the mortal wounds Yeah. So um, the recent updates that we got yes. uh, with the new um, GHB uh, made it so uh, that so you could So sometimes fight it helps on, on the very inch, end. Right? Uh, How has that the affected the snakes have two uh, inch reach. So normally it's not like that big of a deal. Um, but sometimes when you're doing like the wraparound thing, there are some units on the corners or the end that can't get mm -hmm. within two, but they can get within a half right. inch of someone that's within a half inch. So you get like a couple more units attacking. Um, but for the most part, I think the, our models are either on like the small base where it's not that big of a deal or they have yeah. the two inch reach. Yep. Yes. 
Yeah, I was gonna say like witch elves were already on like twenty five mils, so they were double stacking already. Um, you know, and I guess with the two inch reach, like it's kind of the same with there as well. So, um, guess it didn't affect it too too much. Um, but they're still mm -hmm. you know absolutely killer <laughs> high damage output um with uh with the range that they had already uh, so, unfortunately the, um, what are some the of the, the models Warlocks, that you felt like maybe might be the they got the a little bit better maybe but they're still not very good um i think for the same amount of points and everything else being the same if the the lore of shadows like the daughter's spellbook allow didn't say he, uh daughters of cain heroes only and that would make the Doomfire Warlocks be able to take a mm -hmm. spell, they would be worth 140 points with a plus one to cast. Especially because they're mounted, so they can't uh, be the target of a bounty hunter attack with the plus one damage. So if uh, only they could yeah. tell take a book from the spell lore, they would be great. Um, but I think also, like, lore-wise, that doesn't right. make sense because the Doomfire Warlocks um, are kind of like the slaves of the Daughters of Cain. So, like, I don't know if they would have access to their spell books. So they only get, like, the generic spells in their own spell. But. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's right. You cast Mind Razor. <laughs> Just ride those horses, plebs. Oh. <laughs> <Aww. laughs> um, the, uh, the sad thing is in Warcry, they're the sucky unit, too. Like. Yeah, I, what's funny is like you'll get some you'll get some units in 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 Warcry where you play them and you're like, Aww. hey, I get to actually play this model Poor because guys. like they're terrible but in I AOS, think they but they're think really good in Warcry. That they're having a good time, Not like they have ruins on them that like convince them the that same. they're doing this willingly. They, are, they don't know they're slaves, yeah. so I don't know if that's better or worse for them. Right. <laughs> 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 so, like, I got my badge of honor, and like the the you know both snakes are like yeah sure dude whatever. Like, yeah, <laughs> go screen the both snakes, you'll be fine. <laughs> We're in this fight together, like yeah, just go just go right up there, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. So if I were a brand new player, um, you know maybe not brand new, but if I were a player and I really haven't faced off against Daughters of Cain at all um in the in the current meta what should i look out for what how how should i you know how should i set myself up like what i what, definitely uh, screen very well um, especially if the daughter's if player if you're gonna make the daughter's a, player go DOK first Army. um and then uh kind of anticipate their okay. threat ranges as much as you can and try to do three wounds to marathi yeah. um basically any way you can and so if it's shooting then that's great uh spells anything at range is preferable and then it, if you can't do damage at range then i would just bully the little one and then try to like screen out the big marathi and avoid her like don't feed her a unit if you don't have to just kind of pick on the little one because she's minus one to hit but she also won't smack back as as bad not nearly as bad yeah, so always do three wounds. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Right. And uh, it's the same as the big one. Yeah, minus four one to hit, like, with a six up four. We still get three wounds in there. Right. What's what's little Marathi's save? Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, 
So lots of yeah. screening, anticipate the threat range. So if you're walking into a tournament, uh, ask ask what the threat range. What's their threat range? What's their threat range? Right? Ask, ask those questions because you're going to need them um, when you set up. Does most it, um, people do. do. I have seen people not run her and run like a slaughter queen on like chariot kind of uh, instead or on cauldron right instead. Uh, but I, I'd say like nine out of ten are probably taking her. Uh huh. All right, so you need to have a game plan to deal with her. Like you said, either bully the little one or just kind of, you know, ranged attack the uh, the big one if yes. you can just to uh, get those three wounds on her so that no. by the end of round she, two. Um, not even that. She is not allowed to heal no matter what. Uh, does no she emerald life swarm, like, no heroic recovery. Like, uh, like maybe an emerald life swarm. No other healing like spells. There's a healing prayer in the prayer lore, but oh, you can't use oh. that on her. So she's just not allowed to heal. So you you really do yes. you really should yeah. um, tag her with those three wounds and in in uh, four turns. <laughs> That's or two true. Rounds yeah, you survive be, two rounds, do three wounds per turn, yeah. <laughs> and hopefully your army will not be gone by that point. <laughs> uh, so so if I'm looking at your bow snake, if you can get into the snakes, or, or maybe not even destroy or like um like it like, sounds you know, like kind of get rid of them, but if you can. Throw something in there just to tie them up so they can't shoot at whatever they actually want to shoot at. That would be a good option if you can't like get into them to destroy them, or just stay out of. Uh, they can shoot twenty four inches, mm -hmm. so if you at least don't uh, give them, and they can't move in the hero phase. So if you stay out of twenty four, then they'll only oh, get one geez, round of wow. shooting okay. at you, which with a four up save is approx is usually about eleven wounds, including the mortals. So if you if you at least avoid the hero face yeah. shooting, then you'll only take about eleven wounds on a four up save. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Um, now, uh, <laughs> if I were to, I just totally lost my train of thought there. I was thinking about bow snakes and yeah. and. Um, um yeah that that threat range that shooting threat range is pretty significant um do you use like oh, the um, all-out attack yeah. uh, uh now it's only attack, six inches the, it used to be nine um uh, so it's not quite as good you might not always get the whole when, unit when to shoot charged. but usually yeah. people do use it just to kind of you know at least do some damage when they get charged mm-hmm Yeah, yeah. Um, is the is is your army? Do you think susceptible to, like, more susceptible to like high damage, like low attacks, high damage, or like high attacks? Uh, we don't low have a damage, great save, right? so, so if something has like a lot of rends, that that's pretty easy to get to, through unless like I do a lot of save stacking. Um, so if it has more than like two rend, I'm usually not able to deal with that unless I'm like in cover or have Mystic Shield on only one of the units. Um, and then I have a, the minus one damage invocation. So usually more mm -hmm. attacks are better, um, if they, than having like an attack that has two damage. So a lot of one damage attacks instead of, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I gotcha. That's right, yeah, especially if that invocation is up. So four attacks at like one damage is going to be better than two attacks at two damage, for example. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's good to know. That's good to know. I'm I'm plotting on how my night hunt are actually going to survive <laughs> the daughters of Cain. You oh, know, yeah. but fortunately the uh, the you know ignoring rend and the the ward save and um, that true. helps, but they don't have a lot of health, so you know. They tend to die pretty easily. Um, so that's pretty good. Well, is there anything that else that we should know about the I can the think of right now. It just it does seem like they're super powerful right now, and I feel like a nerf is coming. But there are ways to deal with them, um, especially in list building. If you build your list to have like some way to do three damage to Marathi per turn, um, you can. There's a lot of people playing daughters right now, so. That might be like a, there might be some value in investing in your list building process to have a way to deal with Marathi. Mm. Yeah. And I feel like if you've got a way to deal with Marathi, you've kind of got a way to deal sort of with like a Nagash or an Archeon or, or somebody else, right? Like it may not be like a one for one. You know, obviously, like, the way that you deal with Marathi isn't always going to be the way that you deal with Nagash, but, like, if you've got that plan to deal with a big centerpiece model, that it still can translate into another game, um, you know, or, or into another battle. So I, I think that your your advice is solid. Like, you know, as you're going in your list-building process, think of how you're going to deal with Marathi. Oh, yeah, how always be screening. With, you know, these, these bigger <laughs> models. Um, yeah, screen... So, always yeah. be screen, screen, screen for the double right? turn. <laughs> <laughs> always be screening. There you go. That's that's right. a, that, there's a shirt that you need. You need that now too. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Right. Double turns for closers. <laughs> so, well, uh, Marcella, thank you so much for coming on the show. I, I learned a lot about Daughters of Cain, and um, I am excited to meet you in person at the Nova Open. And um, I will be sure to introduce myself so that uh, you can put a face with the name here. And uh, but I wish you the awesome. best well, in your for me, Justin. Uh, I had a lot of fun. Nice to get to know you. I can't wait to meet you at Nova. Tournaments you have coming up, and uh, can't wait to see you out there. Yeah, it was great. It was great. Thank you so much. And uh, thank you, everyone who's listening. Uh, just remember, just uh, if you like what you, uh, you've you heard, share it with your friends. Uh, we've uh, got quite a following right now with uh, with some of our episodes, which I, I loved uh, introducing folks from the community like Marcella with you. So if you like it, share it, like it on Facebook, on Twitter, and um, you know, put out the good word because uh, we uh, definitely enjoy bringing some of this content out to you. So thank you, everyone. Uh, have a great night.